Helmets and Heels, <laughs> built by DreamFinders Homes, Yippee. is presented by Underwood Jewelers and American Window Products on 1010XL. Now your hosts, Donna Murphy, Lauren Brooks, Amanda Borges, and Blythe Brumley. Helmets and Heels, built by DreamFinders Homes. You can hear us every Tuesday night from 7 to 9 p.m. here on 1010XL 2.5 FM, following the Frank Cringy Show with Rick Ballou. And Scott Irvine is a very happy baseball fan right now as the Cubs just had a solo home run. Pretty nicely done. So what is it now? Six to four? All right. Six to four Cubs over the Cardinals. So exciting baseball going on. I know uh, people who get off work early get to go home and turn on baseball. That's pretty nice. So much better than like what the NBA playoffs do. Where it's mm-hmm. Yes. Where it doesn't start till yeah, o'clock. like nine o'clock. I watch like the first 10 minutes, which tells you nothing because the no. score's 70 to 70, and then there will be another thousand points scored. You can tell I'm not a thousand. huge NBA fan. Yeah, another thousand. <laughs> uh, but so lots of stuff to get to tonight. As I mentioned, there's a lot of news yesterday. Also, we had an opportunity, minus Amanda, because she has a job, um, got to talk to Susie Culver. Uh, last week, and we are going to play the interview tonight. She was a joy to talk to, an absolute, I would say, stellar part of the female media community. Just someone who she says about herself that she's a perfectionist, but I think there's something that's far deeper than that, and it's just the fact that she works so hard and she still is so humble, and we all including Amanda this time, get to meet her Thursday night at the Meet Me at the 50 event. And so anyone who listens to our radio station, of course, has heard her commercial. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it's also on the website. It's also somewhere else. Someone told me they saw it, I think maybe like on the NFL website. And then I know there's billboards too. So if wow. you haven't heard of the event, it's because you're not paying attention. It's this <laughs> Thursday night. It is at Everbank Field. But it's only for women, right? It is presented by the Jaguars Women's Association, and so females can get their tickets on jaguars.com slash 50. Those are $75, and they go to benefit in the pink, which is the boutique at the beach that does a lot for breast cancer. So breast cancer awareness, we will all be there. Some of us wearing pink, some of us not, just because it's fun to spread it out. We don't need all pink. (laughs) And then uh, Michaela and Gus Bradley will be hosting it. I saw somewhere the Blake Bortles will be there. So I wonder if, you know, there will be, there will a, be a rush. Yeah, there will be a yeah. rush to talk to Blake. But so it should be a lot of fun. We're really looking forward to it. And then there's more coming up tonight. And that is going to be a little giveaway that we have. Last week, you heard us talk about the Peter Brook chocolate heel. Well, this week we have a football and it's filled with pink chocolate popcorn. Donna Murphy, true or false, you've already eaten one. No, I haven't. <laughs> However, um, Amanda didn't think it was really a pink-looking football because I tweeted it out, tweeted the picture out. Sure. So I had her look at it, and it's, I it's think huge. It's regulation It's size. literally like you could go out and play catch with it. Yeah. It's, and it's filled with pink chocolate-covered no, popcorn. It's a, no, no, no. It's, it's a, a chocolate football. Yeah. And there's popcorn inside. It's a yeah, pink. Okay. So you can football. eat the football. Yeah. Oh. But you really don't want to because it's so pretty. <laughs> It's, it's like, have a, you ever had Peter Brook chocolate covered popcorn? Yes. It's delicious. It's, we may yeah. or may not have a giant bag. Yeah, we have <laughs> a giant thing here. Or it was a giant bag. I keep a little bag under my bed. And then sometimes <laughs> when I want like a late night snack, I'm like, oh, yes, I remember. <laughs> oh my 
God. That's awesome. That Not expecting awesome. to hear that from someone who just lost like 17 pounds. Well, I right? like to hide good food from myself. Okay. Like eat, when I say good food, um, take this with a grain of Yummy. salt because I Yummy. love Lunchables pizza. I love so I don't they always I just love regular like, Lunchables. Well, they do like the two for $5. So I'll eat one on the first night and then I'll hide the other one for myself in the refrigerator. So when I find it like a week later, it's like Christmas morning. That's great. You have like an Easter egg hunt like every week. I know. But then I look in like random drawers. I'm like, oh my God, that's where the beef jerky was this whole time. My dinner is saved. You really hide stuff well because I would know exactly where I put everything. Well, if it's out of sight, it's out of mind for me. Yeah, that makes (laughs) sense. But it helps. Well, uh, we also have some some bad stuff, some bad play, I guess I'll say, to talk about with the Jags. Blythe went to Tampa. She was a part of the super fun looking, since I wasn't there, Tampa takeover. I want to get lots of stories from her. We had so much college football stuff going on. I Again, I thought it was a great college Saturday. It was indeed. And then yesterday hit and... What a news day. Golly, right? And SportsCenter kind of tweeted out everything in sequential order that happened yesterday. And it was like, every time I turned around, I was like, no way. This is, it's impossible to keep Uh up with all this stuff. It's one of those days where you got to be clued to Twitter. Yeah. Stop and you get no work done. Or work at a sports station. True. (laughs) Exactly. And then, of course, we have our life's problems. (laughs) We have our fair and fair injury update coming up a little later. Greg Hardy made his return to the NFL. We have so much to get to. We are going to get started in just a few minutes. You are listening to Helmets and Heels, built by DreamFinders Homes on 1010X on 2.5 FM. You're listening to Helmets and Heels, built by DreamFinders Homes on 1010XL, 92.5 FM. Well, I was so busy before talking about how much stuff we have to talk about that I didn't even get to talk to you ladies. How is everybody? Hi. How's your week been? Great. Good. It's only Tuesday. It feels like Thursday. (laughs) Jeez. I'm glad it's not quite Thursday yet because I have some packing to do before then. Because I'm going out of town this weekend. I don't oh. think... I'm trying to remember the last time I went out of town for an entire weekend, and I can't come up with it. Didn't you just oh, go to Oh, it was March. Yeah, but that was only... I came back the oh. same night. It was March. It was March, so the last time I went out of town for a weekend. Wow. Do you live... <laughs> I work. That's what I do. True. But I like it, so that's the good news. Yeah, that is good. All right, so DMARF, in your office today, or was it yesterday, came this beautiful pink oh. football. Yes. From Peterbrook Chocolatier. Yeah. And it's gorgeous. And all we're going to do is have you guys tweet us or uh, text Text us us. on the Boston Restaurant Sports Bar and text line, um, which is the same call in line, 641-1010. 641-1010. Tell us why your lovely lady, it may be your daughter, it may be your sister, your mom, your wife, whatever, um, why she should deserve this wonderful sweet treat. We can pick one. We can pick two. We can pick ten. <gasps> you never know how many we'll pick. So just text us. Yeah, it's easy. Just pick up your oh. phone. Text. You can just say she is beautiful. Yep. That could be a winner. But we yep. do like creative yeah. things. <laughs> so get creative. <laughs> well, I'm not going to be like Dempsey and ask for a haiku. Or oh, goodness like gracious. I no. will totally ask for a haiku. <laughs> Give me a haiku. Come on. I do love it when they do those. I know. It's fun. It is a lot of fun. Why not? I, I, say, I say just something that's meaningful. Mm-hmm. Honest. Um, Those are all good. Yeah. It doesn't necessarily have to be super creative. And Just something sweet. It is a giant football, so just know that 
you may be partaking. So yes, exactly. So yeah, six four one ten ten, the Boston Restaurant and Sports Bar text line. It's super easy, and we will let some people take home some footballs. Yes. All right. Enough about footballs. Let's get to some football. Blythe, you are a part of the Jacksonville contingent dissension upon Tampa, otherwise known as the Tampa Takeover. Tell us all about it. And are you sunburned from the Tampa Takeover? Yes. And are you still wearing a temporary tattoo from Lulu DK from the Tampa Takeover? And I'm so tired right now. <laughs> you have been nodding off every time I've talked. Yeah, I'm, I'm sorry. I've yawned like five times already. Um, I think sitting down in this chair is, is making it all the more. Apparent. Yeah, you normally stand. I, normally I stand during the shows, but tonight I am sitting down. Uh, we left early on Saturday, drove down, left at like 6 a.m. on Saturday, Woo! went to Bush Gardens, rode all the coasters. I love Bush Gardens. And it was so fun. There was like no wait. Like no, I think the, the longest we waited in line was for 30 minutes. Um, rode all the all the rides at the park. The park closed at 6 because they have the Halloween stuff going on right now. Um, and so then we went back to the hotel. We got checked in. It was the official like BCB hotel. So everywhere you turned, it was Jaguar fans in the elevator, in the That's lobby, and awesome. where you get your breakfast food. Um, it was it, it was awesome. But it was also kind of like when you first get there, it's like, wow, this hotel is a little small. So this is going to get a little nuts later <laughs> on in the night, like when people start strolling in. So. We showered up, went out to Ybor City, and we're within walking distance, so we don't have to drive anywhere. And, That's awesome. Um, there was one bar in particular that everybody, all the Jaguar fans were at. And you could, I mean, you could just be walking up and down the street, and you could hear, you know, Tampa fans or Tampa residents being like, what is with all these Jaguar fans everywhere? <laughs> I look. And they even said it, like, at the park at Bush Gardens earlier in the day, because there were a lot of Jaguar fans there, too. Um, so we partied that night and nothing got super crazy. Yeah. I saw that you said you were responsible. Yeah. I I thought I was going to get a little crazy this weekend, but I did not. And actually a lot of people, like it was just a good time, like with just people that you, you know, from like Twitter or just friends of friends or you've heard about. Um, so yeah, I mean, it was really like kind of tame. I think most people were in bed by about midnight, 1am. So it wasn't too bad. I mean, there were some stragglers that came in about three or four. Um, but then we all woke up early. We caught the buses. The buses arrived at like 9am. How fun was the bus ride? I feel like that would have been one of my favorite parts. It was sort of tense. Like, it's like as soon as you get on the bus, like you're just ready to go like right now. And Uh. it took probably about 10 or 15 minutes to get all the buses to go. And when it takes that long, it feels like it's so much longer. Okay. And then when you're pulling up into the parking lot, like you see this huge Tampa Bay Buccaneers flag, like the biggest flag I've ever seen in my life. And we're pulling into the tailgate spot and you could tell the people like didn't really know what was going on. (laughs) And then somebody got out and explained to them, no, all these buses are here for the, the... not the Tampa takeover, whatever they said. Um, so then we pulled in and you see it was it was it was an empty parking lot whenever we first got there. But once the bus is unloaded, I mean, it was at least 2000 people in this tailgate area. So did the Bold City Brigade contact the Bucks and ask for that lot? Yes. OK, because um, we I really mean, good planning. Yeah, it was. Uh, th- this isn't their first one that they've ever done. They've done ones the tailgates in the past, but it's only been for like a couple hundred people like this was full on like. 
we had catered food driven down from 927 Events. It's a local local catering company here in Jacksonville. Um, so they brought down all of the food. They served breakfast and lunch. Uh, you paid probably, I think it was like 40, 45 bucks, and you got unlimited uh, drinks, uh, wine, water, uh, beer, of course, was there from a lot of craft brewers around town, um, and then breakfast and lunch. That's so it was, awesome. It was more than enough food for everybody. I think we drank all of the beer last night. That's heard. what I was going to ask, was did the 45 kegs <laughs> go? Yes, they, they were gone. Uh, I think some people thought that there was going to be enough for after the game, but there was not. <laughs> <laughs> Dang it. Um, but yeah, it was. And, and then going into the stadium, uh, it was I, I didn't really hate on Tampa Stadium as much as other people did. Um, but I, it does going to to other stadiums makes you feel really blessed for what we have here at Everbank. Like, I think they ran out of water in our area within the first hour. It was an incredibly Seriously? hot game, too. Yeah. Wow, it's, it's, that's dangerous. So you had to go to another part of the stadium in order to oh. even get some water. And by that time, you're dying of thirst. Like, I'm, I'm so burnt from that game. I didn't even think to pack sunscreen, which is stupid on my part. But um, other than that, I mean, Tampa fans were pretty they, – they, they weren't hostile. They weren't rude. Good. There was one guy that was actually, like, towards the end of the game, and, and everybody's – like, everybody was super hype. And I, I've heard that you could have – that you heard us on TV, like, cheering and chanting mm-hmm. for the team, which I thought was awesome because it was really, really hype. And mm-hmm. um, But then as it was clear that the Jaguars were going to lose, there was a couple Tampa fans leaving, and, and one guy looked right at me, and he was like, he's like, I'm sorry, man, but this is the first – like, this is our first home win in a long time. He's like, but both teams suck, so – I'm not gonna, <laughs> yeah, they showed that it. stat on TV that it was you know twelve both, wins. Both, I, I think it was like 11. something. I think it, it was, was eleven, 11 for yeah. both. Yeah, so yes. both had these streaks, and it was like, gosh, neither one of us are any yeah. good. No, but they both scored a lot of points, which says right. a lot to both of our defenses. Right. <laughs> Exactly. So you would definitely go again, despite the fact that the Jags lost. Absolutely. It, it was a, for a lot of fans and my, myself included. It was our first Jaguars away game. So this was a really like Bold City Brigade made it super seamless. There was 8000 total Jaguar fans that were there in attendance. And there was 2000 of us that were actually part of the Bold City Brigade. So that they made it super seamless for us. We didn't have to lift a finger. Like, we just bought the tickets and bought the tailgate package, and they, those guys took care of everything else. And so it made it super easy on the rest of the fans' part. I know those guys are, were super stressed and ready for it to be over with. Oh, I can only imagine but planning now, that for that many people. Gosh. And then it's, you got to account for, like, all the people that want to buy their, you know, these tailgate packages were on sale for you know four or five months and then there's people waiting until the last minute to buy them and it's like no sorry they're already sold out or people that forgot their wristbands my girlfriend that was with us she forgot her wristband and so she had to go and she had to pay and and an additional fee to to oh wow she needed your um one of your fanny packs no, I guess it, the way it worked out it was like one of those little rub, rubber wristbands. And the way the permit, I guess, works out is that they were capped at a certain amount. And if they sold off any of the or if they gave away one of those wristbands to somebody who wasn't uh, who had already paid for their ticket, that's lost revenue on their part. Mm-hmm. So it was a little bit of a concern. But I think overall it was it was I mean, no fights. Nobody got arrested that I know of. <laughs> Good. Uh, no super dramatic events like it was it was all pretty chill like it was was, and even the tampa fans like i said they you know they they gave us a little bit of grief like as people were leaving but that's to be expected whenever you're in a way fan Mm -hmm. so 
And you posted the video of Curtis Dvorak jumping off the van in everyone's arms, right? He he was a super fan. He's always been a super fan of the team, um, but nothing has changed. He's just, he's not wearing a costume anymore. So it it was really cool to see him take part in the tailgate festivities. I bet. Amanda, that's That's your hometown. So how did you think it looked? The game? (laughs) <laughs> the, the tailgate the well i the wasn't atmosphere. there i didn't go no i know oh <laughs> <laughs> well how would i know how it looked if i wasn't there uh, did how did it look on us? tv yeah. oh on tv i heard well, you guys could hear us mm-hmm. i could tell yeah, um I well i actually was getting frustrated so i turned the sound off so i'm not sure no. but <laughs> um that's neither here nor there um i've obviously been forex because like you said that's my hometown but it looked packed you could tell that Bucks fans were like so thirsty for that win and they were just hanging on. And also on. for the water that was depleted. Well, that in their too. Area. Exactly. They were just hanging on Jameis's every move because they just wanted that win. Um, I don't really want to talk about the game right now. There's okay. just not much to say. What is there to say? You know, I it's so to. defeating. I know. And I'm it so is. glad I don't do a show on Sunday or Mondays because it would be very. Uh, FCC worthy. <laughs> you'd, you'd get in trouble. Yeah, it was just discouraging because it's like you said, you know, the Jaguars score 31 points and you lose. It just doesn't really make any sense. So um, I did like the game. If you're not a fan of either team, it was entertaining because it was back and forth. And at one point I was like, wow, the Jags are actually going to win. And then the Bucks came back um, and Jameis didn't throw any picks, which is a first for him. Um, so overall, I'd say it was entertaining for the general football fan. But if you're a Jags fan, you were probably throwing things at your television screen and going and crying in your pillow afterwards, <laughs> like me. Yeah, I love I it. At least you're, I think that's a big deal, though, that, you know, you've come completely from covering the Bucks to becoming a Jags fan. Well, it's fan. funny. A lot I'm of people of were like, be honest. Who were you rooting for? And to be completely honest, when I grew up in Tampa... I grew up 30 minutes outside of Tampa, which is essentially Tampa and the Tampa Bay area. And my parents were never Bucks fans because they weren't fans of the owners because the Glazers aren't really the nicest people ever. So we just never became Bucks fans. And so even though I was around, I would sometimes go to games, but like I was never cheer. Like I just was never a Bucks fan for that reason. And so then when I covered the team, it was nice that I was able to cover them without being a fan. And then same with coming here. I was never a fan or not a fan of the Jaguars. So it was like a fresh slate. So I really wasn't, I obviously, you know, you, it's hard because when you're a part of the media, but when you cover a team and you get to know the guys and you're around them all the time, you pull for them because you know that they're in there. You see them working every single day. You see that they're into this and they want this and they just don't win. So a part of you feels like a fan, but then you're really not, you know, because you're covering the team. But of course I wanted the Jaguars to win. <laughs> Who wants to talk about us losing? Nobody. Nobody. Used to it. Yeah. And I like how you go back and forth. I'm not really a fan, but I mean, I'm kind of a fan. I like to cover the team, but I mean, I cover the team, so I'm professional. But I mean, you kind of have to cheer for the guys I'm you I'm professional, know. but I'm a fan, but I'm not a fan, but I am. I'm going to clip that and replay it for you sometime. Donna Murphy, what did you think? You know, there were things that I took away with it, and I heard a couple callers uh, yesterday calling with the same take that I had was, I don't believe they are utilizing Brian Walters enough. I think you pluck him out of this system, you put him anywhere, say you put him in, and I know I'm putting him in the elite company, but you put him in Denver, you put him in New England, he becomes another Wes Welker, he becomes another Amendola, he is just a slot receiver that, 
and you like he's reliable yeah the weapon he Mm -hmm. doesn't drop it they need to utilize him more i know that they're saying why you have alan hearns you have alan robinson julius thomas is back because that's why because they're going to be covered he will be open they need to go to him i don't i want to see the slot receiver use i never see that play i never see dink and dunk it's always scramble down the path and which we never did last year why aren't you throwing the long ball but i want to see i want to see the dink and dunks cuz that gives you a guaranteed 5 to 10 yards you know at 80% of the time you're going to get that i heard that 60% of nfl offense now is within is passes 8 yards and under yes yeah the dink and dunk it works it works well it you don't need as much back. time the the quarterback doesn't need as much time in order to make those plays and that's crucially yes. important for a team with a struggling offensive line like the Jags have. I think that's a good point. Every time he gets the ball, I scream, be well. Good job, be well. I absolutely love him. And I think TJ Yeldon would be utilized there as well. Not yeah. that this matters, but Brian Walters is also a really great guy. Just yeah, no, and I think yeah. he's attractive too. I'll just um, <laughs> say that before the season, I always go through the entire team, you know, just because I like to know these things. Because I can depth tell some analysis. single, I can tell some single girls <laughs> like, who to look at when they watch the games. See? Yeah, you're right. I provide all sorts of analysis. And I, you know, I was going to say that he has great hands, but now I feel like that's a little out of place. Now you want to say has great hair? No, um, hands, hands. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. a little out of place. I think, like you said, Amanda, he's reliable. He's consistent. Yes. He's one of the shining stars from Sunday. And there weren't a lot, so it is nice to see that there are players that play through every play. Of course, Alan Hearns had a great game. Alan Robinson had another good game. Blake, to me, you know, John Ozer Conan talked about it earlier on your show. I wasn't that thrilled by him. Yeah, he he had some good stuff, but I still wasn't like... The numbers look good. The numbers, yeah, but numbers, when you lose, I could care less. I know. Have bad numbers. Have only two touchdowns. As long as the team wins, I don't care. So I think that I'm a little... Not frustrated, but a little disappointed um, in certain plays that he's making that I that are just scaring me for future because there are times that he's making really bad decisions in really key times of the game. Right. I want to know how often he can really read what defense is coming. I want to know that. How, you know, when he audibles, is it really on him? Does he know exactly what's coming up? That's what I'm interested in. Yeah, and obviously as a second-year receiver in a first-year system, I mean a receiver, as a second-year quarterback in a first-year system, right. I, I think it's probably not as much as you'd like, but the more he has experience under his belt, you know, the better he'll get at and it. And it was the offensive line, too, that just basically wasn't even there. They weren't even there. It was... It, Same for the defense. I was going to say. Well, was, I, I thought the, right. the defense was worse than the offense. My most far. disheartening thing was that Every single game, this happened to us last year, and this is happening to us again this year. Every game that we don't win, you can point to a different part of the team. And that's the scariest part. Special teams, too. Right. If we could point, say, we just need to make the defense better. You know what? All offseason, we're making the defense better by free agents Mm -hmm. and by the draft. But it's it's starting to look like we have, again, so many holes to fill. Right. And this depth that we thought we had is not there. And partially for injuries, absolutely. And partially because some players are not playing up to what we thought. But huh, let's just, you know, let's get to some better stuff. Um, yeah. Will when Bear? we come back, we'll talk about Will Bear, <laughs> the Florida quarterback that was suspended. You're listening to Helmets and Heels, built by Dreamfinders Homes on 1010XL 92.5 FM. <laughs> Oh, 
beds and heels. Built by Dreamfinders Homes on 1010XL 92.5 FM. Don't forget to text us. 641-1010. 641-1010, the Boston Restaurant Sports Bar text line. Tell us why your significant other, your wonderful lady in your life, your daughter, your sister, a friend, your wife, whoever. Yeah, maybe the girl you're trying to court. Maybe. Yes. Maybe Ooh. it's one of us. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> Don't flatter yourself, Donna. <laughs> maybe it's have one you, of them. Have you seen that body in the Simpsons edition? She can flatter herself Ooh, all she wants. Maybe it's one of the Ooh, other girls. <laughs> Tell us why they, you, us, whoever, deserve the wonderful Peterbrook chocolate that we have received. It is a pink football filled with popcorn. Pink chocolate football filled with popcorn. The only thing I ask is don't use it to give it away for Halloween because it's like <laughs> so great. Well, it's so heavy. That's well, I like mean, are the you thirtieth, like, the thirtieth um, trick or treater that comes to your door. <laughs> oh my gosh, jackpot, <laughs> mom! That's so true. That would work. I have an embarrassing since we've talked about animals recently. Just real quick, I have an embarrassing <laughs> story that happened to me on Halloween several years ago. I was all excited, you know, to give out candy. So I bought a bunch of candy, way too much, which I do a lot. So anyway, I open the door. It's like finally like the second person comes up and it's a little girl. And I'm like, hi, you know, and in my normal like chit chatty way, I'm like, what are you dressed as? Oh my gosh, are you having a fun night? <laughs> Have you seen a bunch of other kids around? You know, blah, blah, blah. And she, by she just looks at me. Her, her mom's like oh. 15 feet behind her. Right. Just give me the and candy. And she looks at me and then she looks back at her mom and she goes, Mom, it smells like dog in there. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, because I have a dog. Like you need to clean the house. And I, yeah, I was like mortified. And I was like, I'm not opening the door anymore. I'm going to have all this candy. And I think I brought it like here or something or to my other job at the time. And I was just like too embarrassed to even talk about it. I was like, just take the candy. Eat the you could have been the house that leaves a bowl with a note. Please Actually, I'm sure one. I did that for part of it. But I had to do it like sneakily because I didn't want anyone seeing me like being there. It was, all I'm saying is it's very embarrassing. But oh, speaking of embarrassing, Will Greer yesterday. I don't know. Did you all get a chance to watch the press conference yes, that he had? I, I heard bits and pieces. Okay. All, all that I needed to hear, I heard. Yeah. So he was clearly remorseful, very emotional is how I would phrase it. But I'm also a biased person who went to the same school that he's going to. And I thought Jim McElwain, the head coach of the Gators, did a great job in forcing him because I doubt that he would have volunteered for that. And so he got up I there. I heard he and, wanted to. Did he? Yeah. That's what I heard. Who knows if that's true? Yeah. I mean, I'm sure I'm sure there's a part of you that says, like, I want to take responsibility so that my team doesn't hate right. me. But I think the other part's kind of a, a goading to get up there. At least that, that would be my take. I would be too embarrassed to probably stand up in front of everyone without someone kind of encouraging me. Mm-hmm. But anyway, so he gets up there and, and you know, he apologizes and he's not going to be there for the next year part of the NCAA. So it's not just this season, but it's about six games in the next season. He can appeal it, but I doubt that that's really going to get him anywhere. And it's all because he took something he shouldn't take. My reaction from the moment I heard it to them still now and probably for years to come will be, what were you thinking? Right. Your training and medical staff tells you constantly, don't take anything unless you either run it by us or we give it to you. 
So what were you thinking? Yes, he's 18 years old and, you know, he's not necessarily wise in the ways of the world. But is there any other reaction? What did you all think? How did they not know? I mean, he he gained what, like 40 something pounds he, in one off season? It wasn't quite that much. There there were talks about that, but that was more like his high school weight before he, you know, really ever gained any weight towards his senior year and stuff. So it wasn't I think quite it was that more dramatic. 20, 30 So, yeah, which, which is, is still a lot. It's still a lot. A but, lot. I mean... You know, some of us gain a lot of weight in a short period no, of time. Not really. No, guys, a lot of but muscle guys weight can is certainly because there's a there's still a lot of growing years left for guys. I mean, there's right. some guys that are only like five ten in their senior year in high school, and then all of a sudden they're like six three. They're freshman you know, year in college. You know, it's funny. I was chatting with Alan Robinson in the locker room um, yesterday. Yeah, yesterday. <laughs> yesterday. And, sorry, my days are <laughs> no. You're good. A mess. And somehow we got on the topic of talking about height and weight. And he said when he started high school, he was 5'7". When he graduated high school, he was 6'3". See, that but proves my point. I know it's in high school. Three years also. We're not, I know, like I know. But my point months. is you're still growing. And so the height, you know, you have room to grow. But as far as the weight, there's really no excuse. However, football players, what, can they not drink protein shakes anymore in college or something? Like, what, I want to see the list of things that you cannot take. If he was taking a steroid, then of course that's not allowed. But there are supplements out there that are not illegal, maybe per the NCAA they are. Like muscle milk. Right. Well, that's protein. But even, like, are they allowed to take creatine? I don't think, I don't think so. so. Okay. Well, they have and a the, trained medical staff. Right. He could have gone through and he could have asked all of these questions. Like, to me, it right. kind of seems like a shady little back alley yeah. deal. Because even, I, I, I think it was a reporter, uh, what is her name? Jenna Lane from the Buccaneers. Mm-hmm. She searched, like, three of the biggest uh, supplement suppliers, GNC, VitamixBodybuilding.com, I think is and another one. That she, and and that, in that over-the-counter drug that he said he took was not listed on any of those websites. Well, apparently that's not what he took. Well, it's, it's it starts with like an L. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Searched, that's not what they took. That's what... That's what someone said that they thought he took, but he didn't. They're not confirmed. They're done talking about like what it was. They're not talking about it at all, which I guess I understand. But yeah, that's not what it was. So right now, no one knows what he took. That's the difficult part. But either way, like to me, it's like, I don't know if I'm the parent of an 18 year old. I make sure that I say that every now and again to them. Like, hey, by the way, you know, you didn't go to the store this week and get anything you're not supposed to take. Right. Because they don't necessarily think all the way through and maybe a friend that isn't on the football team is like starting to really lift and you know get into shape and they're like oh yeah like amino acid for example if you had told me i take amino acid exactly but you know what the ncaa might have there might be something in that that's legal and you don't know and so and that's stupid because amino acids just they're just pro it's protein sure and it helps Helps your body bind exactly and for muscle it doesn't make you big it doesn't make you gain a bunch of weight it's just building protein and i certainly i'm not saying that you that amino acids are anti-NCAA. I'm not saying that at all. Right. But it, there are things that could be in one brand that's not in another brand that is, Crazy. you know, still, something that's illegal. You have one of the best athletic departments in the country. Like, it would be my dream to hand over my fitness regimen to a <laughs> professional right. and say, tell me what to take, tell me what to eat, tell me what to do, and just have them figure it out for me. Like, why wasn't he doing this? And that is my biggest question. Like, you just let... A whole, your entire team, your coaching staff, your student body, your school down for the next year. And do you think that they're realistically going to welcome him back next year after missing six games? 
I would say welcome. Are the are the other players going to welcome him back? I would say a hundred percent. Is the coaching staff going to automatically plug him in? I would say not. Definitely not necessarily. Just depends on. And I don't know the rules as far as is he allowed to practice while he's he suspended. can practice. He can't travel with the team. Okay, so there you go. So yeah, I would say as long as he's able to practice, then mm-hmm. he may be able to start right away. But. Who knows? It, the frustrating part, and this has been talked about for the last couple of days, too, is like a player smokes weed, suspended for a week. I was going to bring that up. Uh, yet someone else who, whether they knew or didn't know, takes something that's not illegal in the world of, you know, legal and illegal drugs, or at least the state of legal and illegal drugs. Right. Um, then they're suspended for an entire year. Right. And so it does seem a little bit imbalanced on that. I'm not arguing for... For no, this it to be is suspended completely less imbalanced. Time. But yeah, like Absolutely. increase the weed suspension then. That doesn't make any sense. So this is what I did. I Googled what can college athletes take? Okay. What supplements can they take? And it comes up with the NCAA.org uh, website, and it's 2014-2015. Under the nutritional slash dietary supplements warning, mm-hmm. it tells you the following, and this is underlined, review the product with the appropriate or designated athletics department staff. And it says dietary supplements are not well regulated and may cause a positive drug test. And it goes on with a couple of other things. It says there is no complete list of banned substances. Do not rely on this list to rule out any supplement ingredient. That's a really good point because the supplement industry is a billion dollar industry and they do not have to tell you exactly what's on their packaging. All the more reason to go to the professionals. And all the more reason though that it, it does make sense that it would be kind of a tricky thing if you go okay well this i'm not getting this from some shady drug dealer i'm just gonna get this from some store and i read you know that it, it's not on this blah 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 there do i think that he kind of had an idea that maybe it might have gotten him in trouble yes that's that's my personal opinion right do i think that he would do it all over again no probably not um all right, real quick, we're going to get to David, our first caller of the evening. He wants to discuss supplements. Hi, David. How are you? You're good. You're good. You're good. Oh, can you hear me? Yes, we're good, David. Okay. All What's right, going good. on? Um, you know, I grew up with, uh, with Chad. <laughs> I should have. With Chad, with Chad and uh, Will's dad and, and know the family really well. And they are, uh, you know, they're good people. It's, you know, it's, it's an honest mistake when you've been going in to GNC all your life. Um, if you know the Greers, uh, they're very active in fitness. And, uh, you know, his his uncle's actually in the pharmaceutical industry, um, knows a lot. You know, they, they know a lot about, you know, different things. And, and you know, he's been going into GNC his whole life, getting protein and, and amino acids and, and whatever. Um, it, it just... It just kind of goes into the. Are, are you guys still there? Oh, yeah, yeah, we're good. We're, okay, we're all right, good. <laughs> all right. It just kind of goes into the fact that most supplements, you know, as you guys stated, don't list everything that's in there, and something that you may take, um, you know, one week may be fine, and the next batch they decide to cut it with something else. Yeah. That you know happens to be on the list, and. That may very well be the case, um, I, you know. But I can tell you that you know he's a good kid. You know he's he you know, wouldn't do anything shady, um, as as you know people like to say. He's he's a stand up role model guy, and he made a mistake. 
Um, you know, it, it's not. This is not the first time he's taken this particular supplement, and he's been tested, and there's been no issue. Um, however, do you know what the supplement is? Uh, I, I'm not gonna. You know, I'm not gonna say because I don't want to put words in their mouth. Okay. But I, I will say that um, it is. You know, it probably was just something that, in this particular case, they just. You know, they cut it with something different than they normally would in this particular batch, and it had something in it that it shouldn't have. I appreciate so, it, David. You know, I, he should have uh, he should have checked each individual time with the with the medical staff, but up to this point it had been okay. So, you know, I, I it is it is what it is and you know, he's going to he's going to accept responsibility, but you know, I'm I'm a Seminole, but you know, knowing the family, I just felt the need to chime in and you know, let you know he is a good kid. He just he screwed up, but there was nothing shady um, right. about it. It just well. Thanks you know. for your call, David. We appreciate it. Good insight. Thanks, David. Yeah, we. Uh, I, yeah, I have no qualms with it. I have no. I, I don't look at him and think that he is a bad guy. No. You know, I do think that this was an honest mistake. You're trying to get bigger. You're trying to put on weight um, because that's what everybody tells you. You know, they told. They tell every quarterback in the league. I mean, look, it, Brady's been in the league for 15 years. He's might have gained 20 pounds, maybe, you know, and he was a string bean. So, you know, they tell you to put on weight at that position. And I don't know. I, the thing I, that's scarier to me is the fact that you can take a supplement and you don't even really know what's in yeah. it. Because even for me personally, like I take things that are not obviously steroids or creatine or anything by but Those your biceps standards. and delts would kind of speak otherwise. My delts grow because of all the amino acids. <laughs> my point is, like, you really don't know what you're taking, yeah. and that's scary. Well, my biology professor in college said that the supplement industry is the biggest scam in America because yeah. all you're doing is you're just it, – it's pretty much just – it's a waste product. Like, you're, you're whatever you're taking in a pill form, like, you're just expensing it out in, in your urine. So it's really, like, if you want to get the proper nutrients, you have have to go for the fresh vegetables and and fruits and all the you know the good stuff that they tell you to eat in a normal healthy diet exactly well bottom line people if you're a college football player check with your training staff and the medical staff and then you won't have any issues and check with them every single time that you purchase a batch that's the or bottom just line get it from them exactly <laughs> all right coming up next we sat down and got to chat with Susie colber colber on the phone i always want to say colber it's Calber. Calber. Calber on the phone. And we are going to share that interview with you next, right here on Helmets and Heels on Tinson XL on 2.5 FM. I just want to see you shine. So you turn that dance floor up. Let me see you do it in the bed of my truck. You're listening to Helmets and Heels, built by DreamFinders Homes on 1010XL, 92.5 FM. So, ladies, we are so appreciative of DreamFinders Homes. Is our title sponsor, and we have to tell you the most fun way to start this year's cocktail party. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, it's Florida Georgia weekend. The best way to start it is at the Dreamfinders home with food, drinks, prizes, the four of us, and of course, at the Dreamfinders home. All you have to do is sign up on 1010XL.com and you can win a chance for yourself and three others. And like I said, free food, free drinks. 21 and up. 21 and up. Yes, because there's a lot of alcohol. And wine. It's going to be yes. like a tailgate experience. It, during it really show. is. It's going to be, yeah. Donna, you have more details than I do. 
Um, I know, well, obviously it's going to be seven to nine. We're going to try to be on the porch. <laughs> We're yes. going to try to be on the porch, obviously weather permitting. Um, it's right outside, uh, right inside a gate four, right at Everbank Field. Like you said, it is catered and it's going to, I know it was so, so good yeah. last time. Yes. I was We're going to have, all day today. yeah, it is like you said, a tailgating experience. We'll have games out there to play. Yep. Cornhole. We're going to have cornhole. I refuse mm-hmm. to call it cornhole. Beanbag toss. What? Um, She's such a northerner. Yeah, it's, it's beanbag. It's that's an awful name. It's beanbag toss. <laughs> beanbag toss is too much. It's awful. <laughs> so yeah, that is Thursday. I mean Tuesday, October twenty seventh. I say Thursday because this Thursday is the Meet Me at the Fifty. Yes. Also, yes. before this Thursday, Meet Me at the Fifty for all UNF alumni. It is the Alumni Third Thursday. Head on out to Seven Bridges if you wear an alum UF. I can't wow, you have so much going on. I know. If you wear a UNF shirt or UNF attire, you get a free drink, so that's pretty cool. And then you can win a basketball signed by the entire men's basketball team, also nice. the entire women's basketball team. And these two just got to meet Coach Driscoll last week, who I keep meaning to refer to our show as hats and flats <laughs> instead of helmets and heels. I saw Coach That's Driscoll funny. at the Bishop Kenny High School football game. Oh, did you talk to him? No, I saw him from afar. I didn't want oh. to be that obnoxious like, hey, coach. So I, I, I thought he would be the other way around. Hey, man. I don't think he saw me. <laughs> All right. Without further ado, this Thursday, it will be Meet the 50. And one of the most exciting things we've gotten to do in a while is get to talk to Susie Colbert. And then this Thursday, we will get to meet her. Again, you can get your tickets $75 each benefiting in the pink boutique with breast cancer awareness, jaguars.com slash 50. And here is Donna Blythe and myself talking to Susie Kalber about Meet Me at the 50 and her life as a broadcaster. Fell host Susie Kalber joining us on Helmets and Heels built by Dream Finders Homes. Susie, thank you so much for taking time out of your super busy schedule to join us. How are you? I'm I'm doing great, and uh, you know, like every other woman who you know raises a child and has a full time job, you know, I'm overwhelmed and losing my mind. But <laughs> it's all a labor of love, and I, you know, and and we all get through it, right? Absolutely. And your full time job is a little busier, I'd say, than most people's. How do you balance traveling and being a mom? It takes a village. I am a single mom, so that eliminates one element of something I don't have to take care of. <laughs> But uh, it does. It takes a village, and I have just a really wonderful support system that kind of helps me get through it. You know, I was in New York City all day yesterday, and my daughter wound up in the nurse's office with a little fever. And, you know, so it was a neighbor to the rescue and a fabulous nanny who's a she's a nurse locally and, you know, Aliana to the rescue. And, and that's how you sort of get things done. And I would say, too, that I'm I'm blessed to have a – a daughter who really gets it. She's seven years old. She understands this is what I do for a living. We have a really nice life because of it and how important it is. And it's a message that, you know, I get to show her firsthand how important it is to do something you love, to make your career something you love. So every time you go to work, it is a labor of love. And I've said to her many times, can you imagine walking out the door every single morning and going to do something that you don't like? And there are a lot, a lot of people who live their life like that. How fortunate are we? You know, and I've worked very hard and, and sacrificed a lot to be able to do that. But we don't go 
you know, a day doesn't go by where where I don't emphasize that with her. How lucky are we? Susie, you're so right. And, you know, whenever we speak to athletes, we always ask them about, you know, what they want to teach their kids or if their kids want to, you know, play football or play baseball like that. What about your daughter? Does she want to be where you are? I don't think at the moment she doesn't really get all of that, which I love. She does not watch me on TV because, in her mind, if I'm on TV, then I'm not home. So she really has no interest in, in who, you know, Susie Calver is on television. She only cares about, you know, that it's mommy and mommy's home. She doesn't really, I watch a lot of football in the house, and usually that's when she'll put on a little movie on her DVD player. <laughs> so I, you know, pointed out certain things about the game. She's got her own sports things going on. She loves gymnastics, and she's a great swimmer, and she has no idea how athletic she is, which she is really athletic. And at some point, the one thing that I will really stress with her is you need to do a team sport, especially for a girl. I think it's one of the most important, empowering um how you develop leadership, your ability to get along with people, responsibility to everybody else. So she's pretty decisive in the things she wants. But if there's one thing that I will say to her, Kellen, you don't have a choice in this at some point, is you're going to do a team sport. It's invaluable. That's great, Susie. Tell us, what does a typical day in the life look like for you for a regular day versus a game day? Uh, Well, uh, our game day is, my game days always start off with with a a workout, and wherever we are, and the workout usually is at six a.m. And there's always this core group of people from our production team, which ESPN's production team from top to bottom is about two hundred people that travel every single week. You know, from from the tape operators and you know camera operators to the core production unit, and it's the big event group that does the game, and then it's our big studio group as well that does all the pregame stuff. So it's a lot of people. But there's this core little people that you see every Monday morning in the gym at the hotel doing our workout, and that's sort of how I kick off my day. And and then from there, it's I, I'm writing the show. I'm following up maybe on conversations. Last week we were in Seattle. I had a conversation with the, the general manager of the team just because I want to make sure I have – like good counter arguments to maybe a topic that the guys are going to want to talk about on the air. So I'll be writing, following up on that television. So you have to go through the whole makeup and hair thing. And then, you know, once we're out at the stadium, it's a final meeting of Trent Dill for Steve Young, Ray Lewis, our producer, Tony Florkowski on site, our producer back in Bristol, Matt Garrett. And then we, we hit the field early. We do a demo segment. We want to be able to kind of teach the audience about something they'll be looking for in the game, but we get to do it on the field. And then show's on the air at 6 o'clock. And we kind of take over about an hour before the game starts at 7, and we kind of bring the show home there when the stadium really feels electric. So it's, um, it's a pretty long, pretty full day, and that's really just the culmination of what is a full week's worth of work. You know, I think that's the part that the people at home never really get is for the actual crew that's doing the game and even for us doing the pregame, it's a full week's worth of work just to get to that point where we put it on the air. 
Wow, that is incredible. And that makes me um, want to wake up early and work out. I only do it a couple times a week, but, you know, at least I uh, now when that alarm goes off, I'll think of you, Susie. All right, so I have to know something that I've always wondered. Do you still get nervous? I would say there's um, there's an element of kind of the feeling of butterflies, which I have always said, man, the day you don't have that, then maybe you just don't care enough anymore. Because it's still, it's live TV, and as long as I'm really prepared, which I, I always over-prepare, if I am prepared, then I, I wouldn't really necessarily call it nervous. I would call it just those really great natural butterflies that you want to have for anything that's sort of live, in the moment, and really important to you. Susie, you were one of the, the first pioneers for women in sports journalism. What is the biggest challenge you've ever faced in your career? I think people are, are often surprised when I say that I um, I never in my whole career ever felt out of place or disrespected because I started at such sort of a like the the foundation grassroots kind of level where I was for a long time I was a producer I was behind the scenes and I was learning the business and writing for the guys so I was I was already there and in it and because I I loved sports so much since I was a little kid. It just felt like the natural place for me to be. So back in the early days, I could be at a you know a national championship press conference, and there was 250 guys in the room, and I was the only woman. But I sat in the front row and asked the first question because I just felt I felt like I belonged there and very natural about it. And I think because I was worked very hard at my job and very respectful about it and about people. I think that's all anybody ever wants. So if you respect your subject in an interview, you're going to get good answers back. And I think that's a big part of why I approached it in the right way. I approached it with respect that I never felt, you know, like I had any issue in the locker room or issue on the air. I think people just always got it. Like, obviously, she really loves it. And I, I think very fortunate, you know, in that sense. Susie Colbert joining us here on 1010XL 92.5 FM. Susie, I have to ask you, what was your reaction to hearing about the women not being allowed into the locker room following the Jags-Colts game? Yeah, I um, I sort of don't get it. And I think um, I pictured myself there in the situation and really calmly trying to say to this guy who I guess had never really been in the position that he was in that there is you're completely out of line and I'm going in. So follow me in there and then we'll we'll get to the person that will tell you what you you're trying to do here is wrong. I don't really picture myself standing there with him telling me I can't go in. I, I just I don't see it happening and I and I I don't know the level of let's say just confidence the um the the women had who were held up to to be able to say, you know, I've been doing this for 25 years, and what you're trying to do here is really out of line. Well, we'll so see. I, I, without knowing the actual circumstances of what was going on, I think you sort of have to know, like, the, the people to talk to and what to do, and at what point you just sort of, you know, push your way through so everybody gets it that this is not right. Because I, as I understand it, the incident didn't, it didn't last very long anyway. Within minutes, the right people came to their aid and they were in, maybe I would have saved another 90 seconds on them. <laughs> That's great. 
Susie, speaking of, of, of being in the media for, for 25 years, do you have a favorite event that you have covered? And then do you have a, an event that you've never covered that you would like to? At the top of, of my all-time list is the Super Bowl. It was the Super Bowl between the Steelers and the Seahawks. And it was my opportunity to actually do sideline. It was the ABC game. And that group with Freddie Gabelli as the producer and Al Michaels and, at the time, John Madden and, and Michelle Tafoya, and they invited me to do the opposite sideline for Michelle. So I got to do my Super Bowl and all the pregame and then on the sideline for the game. And I really, really tried to just take it all in because you don't know if it's ever going to happen again. And and it was everything I wanted it to be. It was just it was just awesome. And I would say the other thing is that I've always just loved the Olympics. And at one time in my career, I was offered an Olympic host role. It just at the time didn't sort of fit my life. And I've always I've always tried to take jobs for the right reasons and and really find joy in them. And it seemed like at the time it was just, it was too much travel. I was, I was doing Wimbledon and the French Open and all of that sounds wonderful and glamorous, but really it takes you out of the country for, you know, eight weeks at a time. And right on top of that, we were supposed to be leaving for Greece to do the Olympics. I didn't feel like I was going to have the proper time to prep it. But at the time I said, this will come along again and it'll be the right time in my life and that'll be awesome. So I think that always still hangs out there for me that, yeah, it'd be really fun to do an Olympics. All right. Well, Susie, thank you again for joining us. We actually get to see you in person Thursday, October 15th at the Meet Me at the 50 event put on by the Jaguars Women's Association along with Michaela and Gus Bradley. So I just wanted to find out what is the thing you're most looking forward to from that event? Well, I was so thrilled just to be asked to be a part of that because when Michaela had, had called me and we, you know, we talked about the name of the event, you know, meet me at the 50 for women who love the game. I've loved the game since I was a little kid. You know, I thought this fits, this fits so perfectly for me. And it kind of ties in so many things that I'm passionate about, passionate about the game and also passionate about you know, the fight that so many people are in in this battle with cancer and especially for for the charity that the money is going to in the pink. You know, it's women who are already in the fight and helping them to just, just make things a little bit easier for them and try to have a little bit more of a normal life. And one of my dearest friends, Stuart Scott, was in this fight, and I think about him every day. And any way that we can just make things easier and help people out, um, just all in. Excellent. Well, and like you said, uh, if people want to attend, they are benefiting a great cause. Proceeds go to Breast Cancer alongside In the Pink, which is a local uh, store that supports breast cancer research and awareness. So, Susie, thank you so very much, and we cannot wait to see you. Well, thank you. I mean, I, I, your show's awesome, and uh, I'm just thrilled to be a part of it. I can't wait to see you guys. Aw, thank you. Thank you, Susie. All right, Susie, we will see you soon. Thanks again. Oh. That, was, that was great. Thanks a lot. We were born before the wind. Also younger than the sun. Yeah, the Bonnie boat was one. As we sail into the mystic. Jaguars football by women, for women, and men. Helmets and heels. Built by Dreamfinders Homes on 1010XL, 92.5 FM. Spoiler alert. 
score alert. The, the Cubbies win. The Cubbies win. <laughs> and by alert, we're just about 20 minutes past. Yeah. yeah. That's okay. Yeah, I forgot to mention it. Close enough. Sorry. I was looking up at the um, the Dodgers and the Mets, and I was like, it's still 0-0. How is she giving a score alert? <laughs> Cubbies win. Cubbies I've been win. watching. I don't understand. Um, I just want to say thanks. You guys are bringing in all these text messages to the Boston Restaurant Sports Bar text line. 641-1010. And, uh, You're having a tough time over it there. It is tough. It's very tough to give away. They're so great. We do have multiple, you know, Peterbrook chocolate, pink chocolate footballs <laughs> covered with, with popcorn. <laughs> it is a see lot. Why, yeah, see why it I struggle sometimes? Um, so we don't just have to pick one tonight. We can pick a few, but... Man, hey, congrats to the couple um, who actually the wife was just a surrogate for twins. She just oh, gave birth yeah. last night. Wow. Congrats. Proud. That's awesome. Wait, so she was the surrogate or they had a surrogate deliver them twins? She, she was the surrogate. She was the surrogate. Wow. Yes. So, yeah. Um, That's amazing. You must love someone a lot yeah. if you're going to carry <laughs> twins for somebody. A lot, a lot. <laughs> I, yeah. I mean, I know you're getting a hefty check, but still. Hefty check? If it's your Heck friend, you're yeah. not. Um, uh, to what? be a surrogate, you're uh, paid thousands of dollars. I Really? Yes. The, that's if it's Pregnancy someone you don't know, so right? Bad, does it? I know. Um, you know, I'm not sure. Well, you kind of there is no like unofficial way to go about it unless you really are very unofficial about. True. If you um, donate your eggs, you get like 20 grand. Wow. If you donate them, donate your eggs. Mm, I couldn't do that. Are eggs worth more than sperm? I don't know why this oh, conversation's going. They in definitely this are. I mean, sperm banks. A lot of sperm banks don't even take "quote unquote" donations <laughs> anymore, oh, just really? because they're they're already maxed out. Wow. Because a lot of sperm donations and uh, egg donations, they they qualify you. Like uh, they they want to know your whole family history. Right. They want to know uh, diseases, um, your, your sports you played in high school, like everything they want to know. How do you know all this? I signed up to do a egg donation a few years back. Really? About five years back. Went through the whole process, um, was going to do it, and then I got... It's completely anonymous. Uh, my mother hated the idea yeah. of me doing it. This is fascinating. Um, wow. But yeah, it's it's almost like they... It, that didn't uh, freak you out? That you'd have a kid out there and you wouldn't know about it? No, because it, it wouldn't be my kid. I mean, it would have my DNA, but it wouldn't be my kid. And I kind of saw it as, you know, I'm helping out another couple that couldn't... Mm-hmm. That wouldn't be able to to have children, but but um, they, a week before they pulled out of the process, so I got nothing. Which it was, must be because you're a Jags fan. I, I don't know. Wow, I'm joking! Come on, it was just a joke. It's a terrible joke. I'm sorry, I couldn't think of a better one. Oh, that's brutal. <laughs> yeah, thanks. It was just a joke, people. Lighten up. Say, Stop the show. Done the Jags. I don't want to get all personal, but did they say why? No, um, I think it was more of just like a personal decision. Because uh, whenever you go through... Whenever so this you, was a certain couple you were donating for? No, I didn't know them. They were from, I think, like the state of Virginia. Okay. Oh, like they would be flying okay. in. Um, you go, I mean, you go through the whole... Pro, you, like, you take shots. You take uh I thought this supplements. was the bank. Me too. That that's what I thought too. No, no. It, it's, it's almost like the doctor's like the broker gotcha. in, the, right. in the business. And you're just, you're just one... one Wow. That's so you didn't get a brand new car. No, I, I mean, I got a little, you know, for my time and effort, I got a little compensation from the doctor's office. But um, after that experience, I was like, okay, I'm not doing this again. Because was, it was a lot. Like, cause you have to give yourself shots yeah. multiple times a day. And you have to do them, like, right into your stomach. And it's awful. It's, wow. it, 
that, yeah. I mean, but it's only a month worth of, of BS you got to go through for pretty. <laughs> but that was really nice check. of you to help someone out that can't get pregnant on their own. Yeah, I mean, that I was really nice. I hope they, you know, are doing well now. Hopefully, they have a couple kids. Yeah. Or maybe they decided that kids, you know, weren't exactly their thing, and they decided to get a cat instead. Yeah. <laughs> 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 maybe your cat will deny you. Tomorrow. I know. They, why he you, might? Why because you you're a Jacks fan. Yeah. <laughs> why didn't you name your cat Bortles? What? By the way, you know how many times I've been asked if if my voice is one of the voices on the Bortles? Oh my gosh! Yeah. It's you and Sarah, intern Sarah, right? Yeah. Just the two of you. Yeah. My husband had no idea. Uh, I no, get, I've me. been asked several what? times since it first came out. You know what I'm talking about? No. Bortles. Every time they on the drill, yeah. they mention yeah. Blake Bortles. The they, Royal song. You know? Yeah, oh, it's it's know. very similar to Royals. You'll never be Royals, and so. Uh, Donna and our intern at the time, Sarah, who I saw, by the way, recently um, at a Jags game, as a matter of fact. Um, but yeah, they do it. And so, but lots of people always ask me if I do it. And I should probably just say yes, yes. because you guys yes. sound great. And I don't. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We sound phenomenal. No, I love it. Come on. Um, all right. This is a topic I really don't want to talk about, to be honest, but I think that it deserves our attention and it deserves our opinion specifically because we are females and we do talk about sports on a pretty regular basis, at least once a week. Just kidding. Probably every single day, all day. Uh, So Greg Hardy is back in the NFL. Greg Hardy has a litany of charges against him that include shoving a woman, his girlfriend at the time on a couch that was filled with assaulted or assault rifles. I I can't even speak to how bad just that specific incident is, but he's got more than that. Um, that he's done over a period of years and he's now back and he's now playing and he had a recent press conference and well, of course, cause he gets talked to by the media all the time and his comments to the media then were still not even respectful to his past or to women in general. Cause he said he wanted to play guns a blazing and Katie Nolan took a really, I thought great stance mm-hmm. on this and got really impassioned about it on her show. And it, I would say I agree a, a thousand percent with her that the media, specifically in that Dallas community, and then the NFL as a whole needs to take a much harsher stance on this person specifically. We can, we've already talked at length on other shows about how we feel about domestic violence issues with players and should they or should they not have second chances. But this person has had several issues. Why on earth? And... um one of the commentators on the NFL pregame show, Terry Bradshaw, also kind of lit into him on that show as well. So why on earth is he allowed to come back in the NFL? And the fact that he's good and can play, that That's to why. me should, nev- should never come in it's always to the reality of it. But it's it does. That and he served his suspension. That's all he had to do. But why, Which, why isn't there a rule that, like Terry Bradshaw said, if you lay hands on a woman, yes. you aren't allowed to play in the NFL? Period. Or, of discussion. Or try to have some sort of program because some people can change, not all, but some. Mm-hmm. And if you have some sort of domestic violence program, what is that? I don't know specifically, but something that they have to go through and they maybe have to pass a test at the end to say that they've changed, they understand what they did is wrong and they'll never do it again, blah, blah, blah. Something to that effect. But obviously nothing was done for him. He just took time off having a vacation, essentially. And his first day back, he's back to where he was before. There are certain people that I feel like 
you come across, and I'm going to say that you can take this on a case-by-case basis. It doesn't have to be maybe necessarily an NFL rule across the board, but someone from the NFL League sits down with that person, looks them in the eye, and spends about an hour, two hours with them, and really tries to figure out where their head is, what their expectations are for themselves and for the NFL, for them coming back in the league. And they should be held to a higher standard by the league. And then in this particular case, I guarantee you no one's going to sit down with Greg Hardy and go, okay, he's rehabilitated. I think he's remorseful. And therefore, he's not going to make these same issues. Ray Rice, on the other hand, someone could have sat down with him and said, you know what? This man truly and emotionally has extreme regret for what happened. Like, Mm -hmm. why can't we make special allowances and rules for these tragic circumstances just because someone maybe didn't die at the hands of Greg Hardy doesn't mean that they won't but it certainly does mean that he's had this extremely negative effect on multiple different people in multiple different scenarios and that it just it makes me sick to think that that someone like that gets not just one chance not two chances but multiple chances I just think that um, the only team and the only owner that was going to pick him is Jerry Jones, who opened up his own mouth and thought it would be fun to comment on, you know, oh, when Brady married Giselle, he went up 100 points in my book. Mm Because have you seen her? She's so hot. Mm -hmm. You know, it was only last year that you were caught scantily (laughs) with those interns, Mr. Jones. Correct. You know, so he has no room to talk. All he did was add on another, you know scumbag to his team and look where they are now look where they are now now they sat whedon and they have castle so good luck to your team (laughs) dallas cowboys (laughs) it's it's disgusting to me uh all right so i'm gonna just go ahead and put it out there greg hardy is definitely one of my duds i feel like there's several um the other thing we haven't even gotten to and we don't have time now unfortunately but We'll spend a few minutes next segment. Our last segment, the show is flown by. I don't understand what happens when we get in here. Um, is on Steve Spurrier. Spurrier decided this week and announced it today that he is going to resign, not retire. We heard the comments of him a little bit earlier. Um, in your update, Amanda, uh, to me, I'm going to throw Steve Spurrier in one of my duds too. Uh, do I think it was the right decision for him? Maybe, but do I think it was the wrong timing? As a, as just my perspective. Absolutely. You, I don't care if you think you're negatively affecting the team. I say you wait until the end of the season. Especially with everything that's going on in that state that's right now. Exactly. Like, it, it just felt to me like they were waiting for a day with bigger news and they were like slipping it on in there. Mm-hmm. That's probably not at all what happened. And maybe the players are like, oh, we get it. Our coach is kind of older now and we would rather have someone that's a little, you know, have us a little more pep and stuff. I have no idea what they're feeling. It's, all I know is I'm putting him in my dud category. And um, and we'll get to y'all's duds real quick, and then we'll come back with our studs. Um, well, my dud was Greg Hardy. All right, mine was too. So actually, <laughs> mine's Jerry Jones. So there we go. <laughs> easy peasy, okay. Japanesey. All right, we will come back with our studs of the week slash weekend, and we will also give away some pink chocolate yes. footballs. Pink. Very exciting. From Peterbrook Chocolatier, you are listening to Helmets and Heels on 10 to next 2.5 FM. Hanging around downtown by myself and I had so much time to sit down and think about myself and then there she was. Like double cherry pie, yeah, there she was. Like disco superfly. 
Girls just want to talk football. More helmets and heels. Built by DreamFinders Homes. Now on 1010XL. 92.5 FM. Okay, before we get to our studs, I have to mention two things. One, brilliant song choice because of the fact that we're about to give away candy. Love it, Scott. Two, Amanda Borges has no idea what this song is, and no, she's never heard it. until I just oh, heard the okay. main part, I was like, what is She this? was making faces the whole time. And the third comment is, thank you, Patrick Kavanaugh, for listening to our show. PCAV, that works for the Jags, he said, Helmets and Heels, bump music, coming back with Into the Mystic Ooh. is some good stuff. And That would be one of the songs I do not pick, Fly. <laughs> that was one of my songs that I chose, so I had to tweet him and say thanks and take credit for it, because it's one of my songs. Of All right, course. Well, of course. So, yeah, stud of the night so far, Scott. All right, Donna, you've got some Peterbrook Chocolatier. I am texting everybody that has won. Winners! Yes. So winner, if winner, you are getting dinner. a text from me, you know you are a winner. Is if there anything not, better? You win and you get a text from Murph. Hey, that'd be great. It's not my number, though, so don't try calling me. <laughs> um, so but there'll be more winners, you know, next every week, week as well. So, yeah, yeah, absolutely. And uh, we have some chocolate heels once the Breast Cancer Awareness Month is over and we are able to give away all of our pink chocolate footballs with the chocolate-covered popcorn and lots of chocolate and more chocolate. Chocolate and chocolate. All right, Amanda, we're going to start with your stud of the week slash weekend. Well, I'm sorry, you're not going to like this very much. Uh-oh. My stud is Jameis Winston. Boo. He completed 13 of 19 Benedict passes Arnold. for 209 yards. Me. What? <laughs> One touchdown. And wait for it. No turnovers. That's the key so to the ball game. Yeah. Um, I'm sorry that I had to do that this week. But I do have a little bit of fan love for Jameis because... Of my Florida State roots. Who cares? So that's that. <laughs> Moving on. If any of you shall have any more comment, feel free to reach out <laughs> and submit a note into my comment box. Text her at 641-1010. Not no, but Benedict Arnold. There's a comment me. box, your purse, by the way. <laughs> do you remember when people used to have comment boxes? Yeah, lots of places still do. Oh. So you can submit anonymous comments. Right. I like those overcooked. much. I like those a lot better than um, tweets because they're not anonymous, and then people are just yelling at their computer screens. Anyway, please carry on. <laughs> <laughs> so, what concerns me is that this very girl is going to have a cat. <laughs> She's going to become a cat woman. That girl, <laughs> no, just a cat mom. Listen, I'm going to become a mother someday, so I figured I might as well start right. with a cat and learn. And the cat the cannot basic comments to the, the comment box. <laughs> Learn the basics of motherhood. The cat will submit comments to you via the litter box. Right. As a real mom, this is hilarious. <laughs> well, you know, I'm not ready to be a mom yet, so I feel like I need to start with a pet. I'm sorry. Right. I love it. I feel like it's appropriate. I love it. You're going to name the cat what? Jameis. Oscar. Very cute. I said, what happens if he turns out to be a grouch? Oh, that's and then, way too fitting. Shh, I hope you didn't jinx it. <laughs> that was my question. Jinx. That's what yeah, I hear. Jinx. jinx. No, I like Jinx's Hocus Pocus. Yes. That's I watch it every year before Halloween. That's the movie. Except the years I forget. Are you guys All dressing right. up for Halloween? Nope. No. Florida, Georgia. Yeah. So I'll be dressing up as a Florida graduate. I could wear, <laughs> I could wear my oh, Patriot jersey and people will hate me. That's true. Yeah. Right. Wait, yeah. so since it's Halloween, do Can I get a... Stunts, please? <laughs> 
it. I tried okay, so okay, hard. Um, my stud <laughs> is uh, running back D'Angelo Williams. Mm, he, nice. uh, he he lost his mother last year to breast cancer. He tried to approach the NFL about honoring his mother throughout the entire season by wearing something pink mm-hmm. on his uniform. The NFL said no because they are the uniform police. But instead of fighting it and taking a different route, D'Angelo Williams chose to dye his hair pink instead, skirting the rule and outsmarting the NFL, which I find very, very, very commendable. Mm-hmm. That's that is great. Fantastic. Good job, D'Angelo. And thoughts and prayers are always with to those who have either lost mm-hmm. people to breast cancer or they are currently fighting the battle. I know I have several in my life that are in that position right now. Donna Murphy, you're stood. You know, it's... Uh... The NFL is so bottom heavy with duds. So it's hard to find a stud for me. So I actually went with, and I was, I don't know, one of the few people that actually watched the President's Cup. Thoroughly enjoyed it. And I'm going with Bill Haas as my stud who, because of his good work on the final hole, won the Americans, the President's Cup. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, that would be golf. Bill Haas. Golf. Yeah, so. I know. But I got to meet Bill Haas at uh, this past uh, Players Championship. As a matter of fact, yeah. his he has a little two year old son who is just freaking adorable, <laughs> like blue eyes and nice as can be, just adorable. Um, and then my stud is going to be Charlie Strong, the head coach of Texas. They took down rival Oklahoma in the yep. Red River rivalry. I can't believe that. And it was right. It was something I think what one percent of people maybe predicted. It yeah. was completely unexpected. It was such an awesome moment to see those players rally around him, especially the week after there was those reports of the tweets coming out from the locker room at halftime saying players were going to transfer off his team. And so to me, it was not just a great win, but it was also kind of that, you know what, maybe we do have something that we're building upon and maybe this is our future. And instead of looking back at all the times that have been, you know, less than average, let's go ahead and, and focus and you know, if, if we win the rest of the season, then we're making, you know, making progress and we're no longer a joke around the Big 12. And so I just thought that it was it was a great moment for him. And, you know, it for anyone who's been through a situation that's really, really difficult, it would be just like if Gus Bradley, the, the rest of the season had more wins and losses. It would be like that. Like, this is a great human being. This is a team that deserves to win because of how hard they've worked and they've suffered through a lot. And uh, so anyway, Charlie Strong. You are my stud. All right. Before we get to too much else, I did want to get back to Steve Spurrier, Mm -hmm. head coach of the South Carolina Gamecocks, decided to leave. I wasn't real happy about it, even though Spurrier, to me, as a Florida graduate, he was really the first coach I remember growing up. And so I loved him, got to meet him one time. But just as far as the perspective goes, I didn't like that he quit midseason. What did y'all think? Same reaction. I didn't like that he quit mid-season. I, I don't. I don't really care what the reasoning is. It's just one of those things that, it, it, unless it's a health reason, which it doesn't appear to be, right? There, so it screams that there's something else that that's going on. And if you just, how can you quit in the middle of a season, knowing that it's surrounding a community that's currently going through a very tough time with the the hurricane that just went through the area? So why would you choose now, unless there's some sort of Something else that we don't yet know about. Right. And it, to me, it, he kind of spoke to all the health reason stuff because he said, I'm not re- resigning or I am resigning. I'm not retiring. I'll keep coaching. So to me, that's not 
that you're going to go seek treatment for something immediately. You just don't want to coach this football team. You don't think you're the best candidate for this football team. I just find that hard to believe that an interim coach between now and the end of the season is going to be better than him. But then again, I've never been in his shoes. I'm not 70 years old doing a job that, you know, is very stressful. So I hate to say I'm going to completely judge him. I just don't love it. Sometimes you have to be a little selfish when it comes to things that are good for you or things that you feel like you have to do for yourself and for your family. So a lot of people, I don't like this phrase and I get it. I just don't like it. People say he deserves it. He had all these wins. Well, I don't like the phrase like he deserves to just quit whenever he wants because you don't have a job where no one's involved, you know, like in this situation, he is affecting so many people, specifically young people that are his college players. So it's peculiar to me that he did it during this time. Is he allowed to? Yeah, that's his decision, whatever. Um, I don't love that he did it now, but at the same time, I've had to leave a job before when it wasn't the best time, but I had to do it because of myself. So I get it. And I know that I'm not comparing my job to his job, obviously. <laughs> but sometimes you just have to make those tough decisions. But it has been fun to kind of relive people's favorite memories of him. Yes. Uh, it, yes. He's got. And he's we knew it was great coming. Line. We did. That's why I'm like, all right, you spent all off season saying you weren't right. done. You were going to be coaching for several more years. I wonder if he wanted to go out with a bang and want to win. And I get that maybe he did. But like, then why not end last season? And it, maybe because you thought you'd be better this season. But either way, like just I don't know. To me, coaches, unless you're being fired, do it yeah. before after the season. I agree. Time now, ladies and gentlemen, for a fair and fair injury update. The personal injury attorneys of Farah and Farah present this injury update. Farah and Farah, protecting you and your family since 1979. Unfortunately, when the Jaguars left Tampa, they left with some injuries. Devon House had a hip contusion. Bernard Pierce had concussion-like symptoms. He is going through the concussion protocol. TJ Yeldon did have a groin strain. Marquise Lee is still rehabbing. Sanderic Marks will increase his workload this week, which is good news. And Denard Robinson and James Sample are also still improving. The biggest one really quickly is Blake Bortles, which isn't anything serious as far as we know. He has a low-grade um, strain, I believe it is, in his shoulder. Um, Gus told us yesterday, don't be surprised if Bortles does not practice Wednesday, but do not be alarmed if he doesn't practice. Huh. So I know some people kind of freaked out when they signed Jeff Tool back to the practice mm -hmm. squad, but that's really just a practice arm, especially if Bortles isn't going to practice Wednesday or maybe even Thursday just to kind of give him some rest. But there's no way that he won't play Sunday. He I want to see will. more Brian Walters. I want to <laughs> see more Brian Walters. If Donna gets her way, he'll be the only receiver with any targets this week. <laughs> and then we'll see. How She's it goes. right, though. He is a reliable guy. I don't think Certainly. I've seen him drop a pass. So no. Uh, number 81, right? Yes. Yeah. I always like to remember their numbers. It's just fun for me. <laughs> Okay, hacker. <laughs> <laughs> oh, not like years from now, I won't know, like hacker. He'll know, like, if he ever joined our show in 10 years from then, he would be able to tell you, like, the date and time for which he, he joined it. It's crazy. We will check in with Fat Tony, who is coming up next on a Fat Tuesday. You're listening to Helmets and Heels, built by Dream Finders Homes on 1010XL 92.5 FM.